In this special curious conversation, I also think of it as like I don't I don't have to be a woman to enjoy the things I enjoy about it. Now that's Kelly Mason, a crossdresser from Michigan, talking about being okay finding joy in being a woman without necessarily being one. Kelly is yet another wonderful guest here on the Cross Yas podcast who comes on to talk about the trials and tribulations of her cross-dressing life. It's a two-part Curious convo with me, Giselle Mirasol, that I know you'll find entertaining. So, stay tuned. This is episode 89 of the Cross Yas podcast. So, you ready to listen? Yas! Yas, yas, yas. Yas, 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 yas. Cross Yas podcast with Giselle Mirasol. Yas! Yas! Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to the Cross Yas podcast, the podcast that says yas to everything related to cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. I'm Giselle Mirasol, and I'll be your cross-dressing host, here to help you navigate through the tricky world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and of course, gender. You want more info about the podcast? Well, check out www.crossyaspodcast.com. You can also support us there or by going to patreon.com forward slash C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S. You can also find our Discord there where you can chat with me, Sierra, or other terrific Cross Yas listeners. But be careful what you wish for, because everyone on there is just a bunch of chatty Cathy's, so don't say I didn't warn you. And finally, if you enjoyed Kelly Mason's convo with me, and if you have your own story that's cross-dressing sexuality and or gender related, but wondering... Hmm, can I talk to someone about this? Well, you know me, and you know the podcast. The answer to your question is aloud. Frickin' Yes! Hit me up and let me know. Email me, Giselle, at crossyaspodcast.com. DM me on Instagram, at crossyaspodcast, or click on our Discord link that you can find on our website, and you can talk to me on there. My username on there is rochi underscore mochi. I can't wait to hear from you. Happy Saturday, everyone. Hope you're enjoying the start of your weekend. I'm here, and I've probably already pre-recorded this, so if anything, I'm probably asleep because, well, I worked last night. Uh, you go to sleep. (laughs) But hey, I quit my other job, so I only have one job because, well, that other job I worked at just never felt like a great fit for me. And I really just hated going into work there. I, uh, I don't like my job, and, uh... I don't think I'm going to go anymore. (laughs) I mean, sometimes I really never even showed up. But my other job as a nurse I really love, and this podcast is essentially my second job. And working on this podcast, it just brings me nothing but absolute joy. And I've never been happier in my life. Never. Never. Anyways, won't go too heavy on an introduction here as well. I want to get right into this conversation that I had with the gorgeous and ever so lovely Miss Kelly Mason. Kelly Mason reached out to me on Instagram. I believe like in September or October, and well, she's kind of got a fairly big following. As of right now, she's just a tad shy of 6,000 followers, and her pics there, well, are absolutely stunning. She's on Instagram with the username or Instagram handle kmasontg. That's spelled K-M-A-S-O-N-T-G. She comes on the podcast to tell her story in two parts because, well, she's got a really great story to tell. We conducted this interview like a week after the presidential election here in the United States in November, so we talk a little politics at the beginning of the conversation, but otherwise, I think you'll find this whole conversation still quite enjoyable. 
So how about we get right into it? This is episode 89 of the Cross Yas podcast and the first part of my Curious Convo with Kelly Mason. Happy listening, everyone. Well, welcome back, Kelly, kind of, or welcome to the podcast. We're doing this over again. Uh, do you want to start off with introducing yourself to the Cross the Yas listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So I am Kelly Mason, and I'm a cross-dresser, uh, kind of why I'm here, of course, right? So um, I'm 35 years old, um, really have you know been cross-dressing you know, in some aspects my entire life. I live in the Midwest and Michigan, so, you know, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, we know that's not it, but I guess that's a good intro. It is. It is a good intro. And thank you, by the way, Midwest, because we just had an election this uh, this week, and uh, without you guys, we wouldn't be uh, where we are today. So thank you. Thank you. We did? We did? There was... I mean, you didn't hear about this? It's kind of big news, I think. It's kind of... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Oh, that, oh, that happened already. No, I'm obviously kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, thankfully, it seems like it's it might be over. <laughs> you hope so, right? Trump is still trying to go through his lawyers and <laughs> hasn't conceded yet. So, oof. yeah, well, we know we haven't heard the last of it all, but it, I'm just happy that, you know, obviously, I think the better outcome is, is kind of what we saw. And I mean, I know everybody is tired of political commercials and advertisements and text messages, and I could use a little break. <laughs> Me too, girl. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. But anyways, back to the cross-dressing. So um, give us more information. How long have you cross-dressed? When did you find out you were a cross-dresser? How early was it? How long was it? What it was? What was that like? Sure. So, you know, it, it goes back to, like, really my earliest memories. Um it was just when I think back, it's something that I was really aware of, and just in terms of, I guess, being observant that women dressed differently, had yeah, they wore makeup, their hair was different, and it, it that was just something that always stuck out to me, and and I always noticed, and it really, you know, developed as like a curiosity of kind of just anything that's forbidden I think right it's kind of like you just kind of understand that oh well high heels dresses those that's for girls I'm a boy so I'm not supposed to think about that or enjoy that and just eventually you know I did of course try it and you know like my mom's high heels or try on a dress and once the the first steps, you know, kind of just Pandora's box basically um, was opened. Then it was from there, just it was a part of who I was. It didn't, you know, progress super fast from being five, six years old, probably, you know, those first thoughts, but came and went over the time of growing up. And then just once I became kind of a young adult and started to get more independence, more freedom, more liberty, just in in terms of having my own space and financially is when I kind of took it to the next level. So it was a slow, slow burn, if you will. Okay. Okay. Now what's the next level? What was the levels for you? What did that evolve to? Sure. So 
I mean, honestly, like I mentioned as a kid, it was the few moments you had when no, you, you were home alone and you knew you had some time and went into mom's closet and found a pair of high heels, a dress, and that was that. It was really nothing more than that for years. And then, honestly, as I grew into the adolescence phase of being like a teenager, kind of went away. It was a little more, I, I was just more wrapped up in playing sports and am and was very attracted to girls. And, you know, it would just, it was there, but it wasn't something I really made any effort to to accommodate in my life. And then, you know, graduate high school and you get into post high school and probably about the time I was 20, 24, 25 was when I think the thoughts became a little more persistent in terms of just kind of understanding like there were less barriers keeping me from doing that. You know, again, I at that point I'm working and I have some of my own money and I can literally go buy stuff if I wanted to. And um, I still wasn't at that point, but it was again, just more persistently in my thoughts. And then really the, the biggest leap came once I was married. Um, and obviously, you know, we could go off into tangents and we will, I'm sure, but we will, we will, we to, will. Stay, to stay on course <laughs> with this question and topic. But um, once I was married and had my own apartment with her and that was, you know, really when I kind of made that first leap to like, I'm at the store and I see a pair of leggings and I'm like, I'm buying it. And that was, I would say when Kelly first started. So that, you know, I, I basically buy a pair of leggings and I'm like, Oh wow. Like these really enjoying this. And when I went into that, it's like, that'll, that'll, you know, scratch the itch basically. And I'll be fine. And, but once I'm wearing these leggings, it's, kind of like, I feel like a cute pair of flats would look really good with these. And so now it's, I'm out buying a cute pair of flats and literally an avalanche or a waterfall, if you will, um, from there of just, well, now that I have a pair of leggings and a cute pair of flats, I've got to have a cute top for it. And then from there, it's like makeup, <laughs> you know, they're just boundary after boundary. And I think that's probably familiar to a lot of cross-dressers out there, but, you know, and just once I'm playing with makeup, it's like, well, I need, I feel like I need a wig, you know, I need a wig to like cap this all off. And, and really at that point, it's, I was, I started with my girlfriend's makeup and didn't take very long before I was buying my own. And same thing with outfits where it's like, well, now I want to see what I would look like in this outfit or that top or that dress. And it just very quickly, you're like, wow, I, I have a lot of stuff. You know, I've purged three times, probably not unfamiliar to a lot out there, but you know, in the past, gosh, it's probably been three or four years since I've last purged. And so now I have a substantial collection. I live by myself now. So I have my own apartment and it, takes a lot of the ease because throughout that very condensed story there hiding things was one of the biggest challenges you know so now I'm a little more 
able to just do as I please. So that's how I've gotten to where I'm at. <laughs> at least, as I said, the condensed version. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll extrapolate on a lot of other things, but we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll start off with you said you had a girlfriend. You told her about your cross dressing. What was that coming out process like? And is she the only one that knew at the time, or did you tell others? Um. Yeah. So I guess to clarify, you know, I've been married. I had a wife. I'm in the process of divorcing and I have a girlfriend currently my wife, my first relationship, she, you know, more or less discovered this side of me, not ideal, of course. And just, as I mentioned, the challenges of, you know, hiding something like this in terms of just the space and (laughs) having to keep things out of sight of somebody else, but she, you know, basically eventually discovered it. And through the process of me, you know, playing it off initially as to it's nothing, I, you know, it's a stupid thing I did one time to it not disappearing and be kind of showing up again and again. And then eventually, you know, a few years later, I basically flat out told her that I enjoyed cross-dressing and it's something I have to do and it's just who I am not just not the ideal process everything was you know I was never ahead of it It I was always behind it and um, my girlfriend now you know as I got into that relationship I actually told her kind of a funny story we were hanging out we've known each other for a little while um, and we were just hanging out and you know playing a good old game of truth or dare at three in the morning. And when I, of course, drew truth, and I think it was just tell me something that blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, you know, I enjoyed a cross, I enjoy cross-dressing. And she was kind of like, oh, wow, really? Like, that's, you know, I wouldn't have guessed that and blah, 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 blah. And then she went next on truth. It was literally just the two of us. Um, and she was like, well, I want to kiss you. and I was really kind of taken aback because obviously of what I had just shared. So we've kind of gone from that point of, you know, and and not certainly wasn't my intention, but obviously I think I'm certainly happy with how this relationship's begun because I was able to just put it out there immediately. And it's never, you know, had to really be anything that I divulged. It was just, laid a good foundation so it doesn't mean it's all sunshine and rainbows you know all the time but it's just not been a surprise to her so they are the only two people that know um or at least that i'm aware that knows i've never really i I keep it separate (laughs) from my daily life of course of course but yay for uh girlfriends (laughs) um right (laughs) My other question would be, is the divorce related to the cross-dressing or are there other extenuating factors? Or It, it is primarily the reason, right? I, I think, you know, mm-hmm. there's certainly other things, but I, I don't know that other things would have led all the way to a divorce. So, you know, we, in a way, I think just as people, we grew apart instead of growing together and not 
I think cross-dressing was part of that, right? I don't, I don't think it was the only reason, but it certainly was, it, it kind of laid this ground of, of, or it kind of tore up our trust. Right. And right. Right. That, mm-hmm. And that's, I certainly understand that. And I, I don't disagree with that. And it's one of the things that I regret is not being able to just put it all out there. And on the one hand, I don't, and I, you know, through talking to her, of course, for a long time about it, like, I, I didn't know as much then <laughs> as I know now. So it, it was a hard thing to be able to say, oh, I should have told you everything. I didn't even know. But I still get it because there were things I did know that I didn't right. share. And I it, I dove in before discussing, right? Like, it was always there was always more going on than she knew or thought. So yeah, it definitely. I don't, it, again, it, I don't think it was the sole reason, but it just was a huge factor in us growing apart. Were you and your, I guess, soon to be ex-wife, were you guys together a really long time before you told her or before she found out or before it was, you know, discovered? Um, I mean, probably within the first year and a half of, of being together and living together. We knew mm-hmm. each other for a few months before we moved in together, and then probably a year after living together. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't a really long time, but it wasn't immediately. <laughs> and how long have you guys been together at this point? Like a while? Oh, um, I mean, when my ex and I, we got married in 2013 so just over seven years ago and had met two three years before that so about 10 years ago is when I initially met her and then we are in the divorce process but have lived apart for about 18 months so it's been quite a while it was I mean our intention was to be divorced earlier but I initially filed and then there was like kind of a snafu in terms of serving. And then once that judgment expired, I was going to go again. And then this like whole COVID thing happened. And then (laughs) it just turned into like, Oh my gosh, it's like been a year and a half. I, we really need to make this happen. So it's at this point, you know, we're honestly on really good terms. We, of anything she just reminds me from time to time like hey did this get taken to the court like let's make this happen so <laughs> it's you know I, I we feel i feel good about it at this point that's good at least there's a friendly reminder i guess <laughs> right no absolutely absolutely but there's no there's no harsh feelings or anything in, in that regard of kind of where we go from here and with my new girlfriend she you know, lives about an hour from me. So we kind of see each other just about every weekend. Um, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So it, at the same time, you know, I'm kind of enjoying this point of my life of having my own space. Because um, it's even though I'm 35 years old, I've actually never really lived alone. Um, always had roommates and would live with parents for a short time and then lived with my ex. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, I actually never just had my own place. And it's really <laughs> allowed me to, you know, just again, that freedom of I can do 
what I want, when I want, obviously in the, in the, in regard to cross-dressing, but also just what do I want for dinner tonight? <laughs> you know, right, there, right, it's right. not a, it's not a committee decision. It's just simply, uh, I'll order pizza, whatever. Maybe I've had it three times this week, but mm-hmm. I can do it if I want to. So, um, you know, I definitely, I know before I originally got married, one thing I was, I felt good about was like, I lived with her for a couple years. Right. So it wasn't like this in some cases, not as much anymore, but people kind of don't live together until they're married or not. Yeah, yeah. That would be crazy. But I, in hindsight, it's kind of like, I, sh- I really think people should have this time where they just, they live on their own. <laughs> right. It, without roommates and you're just you. And I think that gives you an opportunity to really kind of look into like who you really are. So that's something I'm definitely really enjoying right now. Well, it's it's good to be independent, as you said. As far as the independence, though, and your cross-dressing, and you, I guess, not divulging that information to like your family or friends, is that more a, like a personal reason, or you just don't want them to know, or you're afraid to, or where's that stand in your life right now? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think the number one thing is uh, just the understanding of like, once you tell everybody or somebody, I guess, for the most, like, you can't take it back, <laughs> right? So once mm-hmm, it's out mm-hmm. there, it's out there, which I, I think is kind of obvious, but it also bears saying, but it really, over time, I've just really wanted to understand myself. You know, how can I tell people about who I am or what I am if I don't know who I am or what I am? So really been a long process and not something I really got my hands dirty with until just the last few years of my life and you know there's been a lot of thoughts in my life in terms of what is this why do I enjoy this or why do I want to do this and it it doesn't mean I'm gay doesn't mean I'm transgender doesn't mean I want to be a woman and I guess I probably would have had different answers to those questions at different points in my life. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, I guess on that side of it, I just kind of sit back and think, okay, I, I don't have to know, right? Like I, I, there can be more to figure out. And if I, I ultimately it turns into something that is just so strong and so prevalent in who I am that it, has to be known then I'm open to that happening and if kind of right now I guess my my viewpoint on it too is I really enjoy my life as a whole (laughs) and I enjoy my male existence and and my relationships and my work and my friends and family and I just don't know that it's something I want to you know rock the boat on so again I, I don't sit here and say I'll never tell anybody because I don't know that to be true. <laughs> right? right. Like I'm, right. I'm open to just being something that ultimately is, you know what? I don't want to hide it anymore. And there's a lot of things that kind of make me feel that way from time to time. Right. Like it's, it, it's just time consuming um, in terms yeah. of yeah. It the is, effort yeah. you put into getting ready and the outfits you put on and the makeup. And there's an appreciation for what women you know, what a lot of women do and, and kind of go through that I've gained, of course, but there is this aspect of like, 
I kind of want people to appreciate the effort I put in, <laughs> right? So of course, of course, just sit back, and it, honestly, that's that's where like the Instagram comes comes in, right? So like, yes. love can, their photos, you, girl, love them, love them. Well, thank <laughs> you, I appreciate that. It, but you put that out there, and you get likes and comments and shares or whatever, and it kind of you know scratches that itch for you. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But just like I said at the, you know, I've spent a lot of time, I've gone to counseling and tried to really understand, like, am I trans? Do I want to transition? Because when I say am I trans, there's a lot of definitions there. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But like, do I want to transition? And I've never, I've never woke up and like wished I was somebody else or was unhappy with who I was and although living as a woman and being able to express your my femininity at like all times is appealing I know there's more to like being a woman than that (laughs) um yeah so again and and I look at those things and just from my perspective I, I when I think about those things I'm like those are those are permanent um Mm -hmm. and I'm certainly I don't think at a point that I would want to do those things but just back to like the cross-dressing you know it's I also think of it as like I don't I don't have to be a woman to enjoy the things I enjoy about it like I enjoy the fashion I enjoy the makeup I enjoy you know the wigs and the hair like I don't you don't have to be a woman to enjoy that which is not a you know, our society doesn't really grasp. <laughs> um, right, right. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, when I sit back and think of it like that, it's, I really just want to give myself time to understand it more, you know, and really, as I said, really, it's just the last, uh, the last 18 months that I've like lived alone and had this true opportunity to just, again, I, all my clothes hang in my closet. They're not in a suitcase. All my makeup is just in my bathroom. It's not, it shoved away <laughs> somewhere nice, nice, and yeah. I'm able to just for the most part, you know, obviously outside of like work commitments and things like that, I'm able to just partake as I please. So I want to give myself time to just really enjoy that and go through those steps instead of kind of guessing what the finish line is. Sure. So if you want to define yourself as far as gender identity and sexual orientation, how would you do that with yourself? So I think, you know, just in terms of like gender identity, I feel like bi-gender is the term that probably fits best um, Mm -hmm. just because I really feel I I exist in either male or female, right? So my Mm -hmm. day-to-day life is very quote-unquote male and my cross-dressing aspect of me is very female i don't really merge the two for the most part it's just you know it's it's kind of either either or which i think is a reflection on just how how i was raised and my experience within society (laughs) um you know i don't you're not gonna see me with like a beard in makeup you know i'm very i kind of plan out like okay i want to have like a good clean shave if i'm going to dress up for example so that's probably the label that's closest but i also try to have that perspective of like maybe 
there's probably not a, a label implies you there's a bunch of people just like you <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it, it kind of puts you in a group by definition and you know i think there's obviously a lot of things in common with other cross-dressers and just people that have a transgender experience in general but it's also i think can be very unique so in terms of sexual identity kind of a tricky one because just i would say really like heterosexual in terms of the relationships i've had and who i'm ultimately attracted to i have been and can be attracted to people on the transgender spectrum and again it's i don't i I really see just sexual sexuality and gender identity on a spectrum so you know i'm I'm certainly not 100 percent straight i don't know that really anybody is but i'm also in terms of who i'm attracted to you know when i look out into the world it's it's women that's who catches my eye and will kind of Mm -hmm. take my breath away and just as obviously my girlfriend now and i my ex like i've i've never really seen a a guy that made me really aroused (laughs) you know or had me hot right same (laughs) and but i kind of look at it that like i i don't think i should say that's impossible either it's just it's never happened so i suppose that kind of (laughs) answers the sexuality but you've never have you only been in heterosexual male relationships and you haven't been in a relationship with or even sexual relations with a transgender person a cross-dresser of that variety correct only hetero okay but you to clarify you could be attracted to a transgender person or a feminine presenting person who you know or whatnot something like that oh yeah if you're hot you're hot right agreed agreed <laughs> agreed girl tell me about it tell me about it uh let's see um so you've been in relationships uh you are currently in one and this girlfriend is cool with your cross-dressing she's open to it or is it you know you told her like you said the truth or dare thing and she just accepts it or what's that currently like um so she is open um she's you know very accommodating she's helpful and understanding she i think you know kind of like anybody or not anybody but like most people it's something she just doesn't understand and that's what you know she'll say she's like i just i'm i want you to be happy but i don't understand it all the time and that you know i think one of the things that she kind of goes to all the time is you know because i'll do it with her right and we kind of when we've talked and kind of, you know, really pushed each other to just be honest, you know, she has come clean, I guess. I don't want to say clean, but like made it clear that when I am dressed up as Kelly and when I'm feminine, like she's not attracted to me. She likes me. (laughs) She, you know, doesn't like dislike me or it's, you know, she wants me to be happy. But when I am dressed up, she's not physically attracted to me. So, and that's fair, right? Like I, I don't think you sh- you can have that expectation. Like that is just something somebody feels or they don't. So, you know, I appreciate that. So I just try to, you know, I don't surprise her. <laughs> I don't just pop in and be dressed up, but I try to be very upfront. Like if I feel like I want to be dressed up and it's the weekend, 
I want to just be able to say that and say, hey, I want to be like this this weekend. Is that okay? And she, you know, will kind of sometimes say yes, sometimes say no. But we, you know, I think we're in a good place. And I just, as I was saying, I think we try to really just be honest with each other. And, you know, if she doesn't want me to be dressed up for a day or for a weekend or for whatever, she's able to say so and vice versa. I, I feel welcome to say, hey, you know, I'm coming to your place this weekend, but I was really hoping to, you know, spend Saturday dressed up. Is that okay? And that is just something that, you know, like I said, I try not to surprise her. Um, and it's, I, I know it's not easy. Um, I don't think she loves it, but at the same time, she pushes herself to be open and we have fun together. Um, <laughs> that's, I think, the most important. And um, I, I try to maintain a balance too, right? Like it's, I think, I'm sure for a lot of cross-dressers, the experience is, you know, it, it becomes a little obsessive to where you just kind of want to do it all the time. And I think it's kind of figuring out, is this a hobby or is this just who I am and what's the balance there? But, you know, I try to be mindful of, you know, being myself around her because I know ultimately that's who she's attracted to. Um, so my male self, I should say, you know, I, I want to make sure that, you know, I give her the opportunity to enjoy that person um, just as well as being around Kelly, my female persona. And does that mean, sorry, I was going to get into it. Uh, does that mean uh, the sexy time is involved as with Kelly as well? Or is that like off? <laughs> you know, it, it has happened. <laughs> And it was yes. it was fantastic. <laughs> Ooh, yes. From my perspective. And yes. it you know, I think we just it, it probably one of the first times I was dressed up around her and we, you know, were just hanging out and having a few glasses of wine, of course, and it just kinda mm. naturally progressed into us getting sexual with each other and it I know I really enjoyed it. And she has said, though, that, like I said earlier, she's not attracted to me. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that she's turned off or <laughs> repulsed or, you know, something at that level. But ultimately, more, more times than not, if I'm dressed up around her, we aren't sexual. Oh, you know, okay. It, it doesn't change, like, we'll go to bed and sleep in the same bed. <laughs> it doesn't change that aspect of it. Right, um, right. But we don't go to bed for a little while before we actually fall asleep so much. But at the same time, I think it has kind of just, in a general sense, pushed our openness with each other and kind of the need to be open with each other. And it's, I think, simultaneously allowed us to be more open sexually and kind of have a more honest conversation about what turns us on and what we enjoy and what we want to try. I've been more open with her than anybody I've ever been with. And she, I don't, I don't know that 
I, I think she's just an open person in general. Literally, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so we're just very honest with each other. And I think that's a huge benefit because that I think anybody, whether you cross-dress or not, I think people in general have a hard time talking about what they enjoy and just talking about things mm-hmm. that are sexual a lot and kind of holds them back from trying things that probably would enjoy so yeah we play with toys and that's something i never had really done before and it's definitely i think that's made our relationship better (laughs) (laughs) without without question yes well you know my next question is what kind of toys huh huh oh you can imagine right like just any just about all of them not we don't we don't do anything that i would categorize as painful (laughs) but (laughs) for some people you know (laughs) certainly we ventured into anal play with each other and that is again something that i think i was always curious about but never just never indulged in or allowed myself to really explore Mm -hmm. but is something that I think we both enjoy. <laughs> so, yeah. that, you know, we've kind of, you know, that's the first time I've really, I honestly really felt comfortable with a girlfriend or uh, uh, in a relationship being able to just say, hey, yeah, I enjoy this. Let's look at toys and let's look at things we can get for the bedroom that will enhance our, our experience in there. So, um in that realm especially it's very good well yay that's good that's good i can sense the hesitancy that you don't want to go into it if you don't i mean i'm i'm all for it i love able play and strap-ons and dildos and you know chastity cages and belts and girl you name it we can talk all day if you if you, if you want if you don't it's okay we can i can move on to the next topic it's it's never been something i've talked in great detail about so you know i think it just I don't have a ton to say, I don't think, but, um, I can, well, let's talk about it. Do you like it in the butt? I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Absolutely. You know, that's, you know, basically what I'm referring to with the toys and anal play. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, now does being, um, Kelly heighten your sexual experience? Like being dressed as Kelly makes it way more pleasurable for you than it is when you're a guy, if that makes sense. Or is it the same? Uh, you know, I, it's very enjoyable. Um, it's, it's def, there's a sexual component to it without question. Do I enjoy it more? I, I think I just enjoy being sexual in general. Um, same, nice, same. <laughs> you know, in my male existence, like it, that's something that from my perspective, like with my girlfriend, right? Like I get turned on whether I'm in male or female mode, (laughs) it doesn't, there's not really one or the other. That's more of a turn on, Mm -hmm. but there's certainly a sexual component to the cross-dressing. And I think probably just back again to like the early experiences with cross-dressing, like, you know, I don't know that drove the curiosity, but it certainly was part of it. And as, as I've, progressed with it it's not the main part of it (laughs) anymore it's but but i think part of my enjoyment of cross-dressing and femininity and kind of having a female experience is that i do feel sexy 
Wait, I definitely feel sexy, more more sexy in my female mode than I do in my male mode. And I think that kind of just is connected to that's what I'm attracted to. Like, I find femininity very sexy. I'm attracted to women and it's getting to experience that is definitely a turn on. Okay. All right. So get away from the bedroom. Unfortunately, we have to, <laughs> even though I don't want to talk more about the getting dressed up aspect and being more feminine. Like, what does that mean to you as far as like being Kelly, if you will? Yeah. So in a way, I really just, I enjoy the fashion. I enjoy the makeup. I don't necessarily love the whole process of like, it, it, I don't love the time consumption of it. <laughs> Who does, bro? It takes forever right. to put on makeup and address um, and pick them from a bunch of clothes you have to find the even, right outfit. Right. Even though I definitely have gotten it down to like what can be more like a half an hour versus like nice. two hours. I know, right? Um, <laughs> it's still something that from time to time I'm just like, oh, I don't. Like, I, I won't get dressed up sometimes because I'm like, I just, nah, it's too much time. <laughs> um, so, but I ultimately, like, I enjoy the shopping aspect. I mean, that's definitely, like, an, an addiction, a problem, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, duh, girl. But, yeah, yeah. You need more closet space, girl. <laughs> but, it, but it still gets the dopamine going to where, <laughs> drug, you know, yeah. you just, once you start going, you're kind of like, ah. Oh, and so that that's definitely the the part that I love but I think it also you know there's going back to like having my own place right like mm-hmm. I very much more when I'm in Kelly mode when I'm in female mode like I want to like decorate my place and like make it look cute and clean up and <laughs> My male, my male persona is not dirty by any means. <laughs> like he, he, he can clean up and he does his laundry and all that stuff. But like, I actually enjoy it in in female mode, and you know, I I almost feel like it it helps me tap into like a better sense of like what looks good and how I want it to be, and um, you know, also just in terms of dressing up, like there's definitely in the last few years i've i've gotten i've taken the foray into like going out periodically but like pretty much just like going shopping um running random errands or um i actually have taken a couple what i coined girlcations (laughs) where i like literally went away for like a weekend and just spent the entire time in female mode yeah Uh, Love it. Yes. So doing the doing those things was kind of like the next step in the curiosity. <laughs> right. Once I had gotten into this, like I have clothes, I have makeup, I have wigs, I've gotten decent at doing makeup and, you know, kind of happy with my presentation. Then it was like, you know, as I said earlier, like I want there's a there's an aspect like you put all that effort in, you want other people to see it <laughs> right and yes, mm-hmm, I, didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't want to share it with like everybody i knew and going out i was able to kind of have that aspect of like certainly passing is a thrill or what i if i feel like i pass um mm-hmm. 
so going to the store and certainly those first few times were like, you know, you just had to like get super motivated, <laughs> kind of like it play through every scenario through your head. Like, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this mm-hmm. happens? And, but like, then you go like the first time I went into the, to the store and shopped basically walked around and like nothing happened. <laughs> it was like, Oh, Okay. I really enjoyed that and then wanted to do that again. So I don't go out a lot. I do from time to time, you know, even if it's like just to literally run up to the gas station. And, and part of that anymore is, as I mentioned, is just the um, the time, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. I, if I want to spend the weekend dressed up and I put all this effort in and I paint my nails and put makeup on and there just comes time... C- it happens where it's like i oh i need to i need to go to the store <laughs> like i need to get food or i need to get something and <laughs> yeah there were times where it would have been like oh, i'm gonna take all this makeup off and you know just basically strip it all down um back to mail mode to go do that whereas now it's kind of like no that's that's ridiculous i'm just gonna go to the store so um <laughs> you know that's part of the experience and the so the girl occasions that I took, like, as I mentioned, I'm in Michigan. One, the first time I took one, it was probably three years ago now, two years ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. Long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably two years ago. It was in the fall and I was still living with my ex at that point. But like our relationship, like we were in separate bedrooms, <laughs> right? Like it, that's where the relationship was at. And mm-hmm. um, it certainly, it wasn't a pleasant time because i was getting more into like the kelly experience and but i was like confined to my room <laughs> right so like i had that's annoying <laughs> right like i had like 70 square feet to like exist basically and Eesh. you know so it was just stressful um on both of us for sure and so i just kind of like got to this point where it was like I'm just going to, I'm going away. (laughs) Like I'm going to take all my stuff with me, go away and like literally remove some of these barriers. And so I just literally, I went what we call in the Midwest. I went up North, um, you know, to Mackinac, um, which is a lot of people know Mackinac. It's just kind of like the touristy spot of Michigan, but it was in October. So pretty much winter up there. So I knew like I was going to a place that like, there weren't going to be a ton of people. It's not a highly populated place. It's just very touristy. So like, I was like, okay, like this will be low key. I'm going to go up here, check into a hotel and I can get dressed up up there. And then I can, it's a very, it's a very nature area. So there's all, all sorts of state parks and trails. So I'm like, I'm just going to go, I'll go out and hike and whatever. So that's what I did. And, you know, I just, there's, a place called Tequamanon Falls, which is like a state park. And so I went there one day, completely dressed up. It was probably like 40 degrees, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I, I had a coat, I had everything. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I mean, I was prepared, but I just went and hiked and like, it was really one of the best experiences I ever had um, yes. because I got to go out and yes. I was expressing myself in a way I wanted to doing something that I wanted to and just really was able to enjoy it. And there were like, there were very few people, but like the interesting thing about it that 
I remember thinking back about it is like there's so there's it, there's all these places you'll go park and all the sites are like you know a quarter mile or a half a mile walk it's not like very labor intensive hiking <laughs> by any stretch um mm-hmm. but there's probably like half a dozen places that you go park your car stop get out and go hike the trail so like all day it was like you kind of follow people around <laughs> so like everywhere i would go i see the same people over and over um <laughs> Which kind of really helped on the confidence side because it was like, you know, the first time I saw them, I'm like, okay, like, you know, they didn't like stop and ask me if I was a girl (laughs) because anybody would do that. That's ridiculous. But that's what you, (laughs) that's what you think is going to happen. Right. Um, Right. Right. And then I keep seeing the people over and over and like every time they say hi to you and smile. Right. So like, it helps you build this confidence of like, oh, like. People are primarily people are much more concerned about like what they're doing, <laughs> right? Like they're out to enjoy themselves. They're whatever they see you, they say hi, they move on, and like in a you know they wouldn't be able to to describe you in five seconds walking by. So that was really an, a, a really good time. And up at the state park, they actually have a brewery, and I kind of had felt so good throughout the day that like before I left I was like I'm gonna go into the brewery (laughs) Um, so I just walked right in and obviously into the gift shop and like spent money that I had no business spending but did anyway (laughs) and then go into the brewery and order a drink and everything was fine literally there was there was no issue and all the little things that you think about, it's like, well, gosh, like I'm going to have to pay with my debit card and my debit card has my male name on it. Like that literally never at no point using my debit card as a male, do they go like, look at it and be like, what's your name? (laughs) Right. Like they like, Oh, approved. Sweet. (laughs) Right. That's all they care about. Does it work or did it not get declined? Right. Right. (laughs) Congratulations. You knew the four, the four digit pen. Um, (laughs) Please pass go. Uh, so, yeah. you know, that was that was a really good time. And then later that it was literally within a few months, like I had such a good time that I went to a beach town in West Michigan. It's called Saugatuck. It's actually like the gay capital of the Midwest. Um, oh, interesting. Never heard. <laughs> you should look it up. It's S-A-U-G-A. T-U-C-K. It's Saugatuck. It's kind of a different spelling, but um, just this like really cool little beach town. And they actually have like a gay resort, you know, and this is like December. This is like the last weekend before Christmas. So they, the next weekend they like, they close up for like a few months and I'm like, you know, I just want to get away again. So I'm going to go to this place. It's, they're very open and accepting and, so I go, I, I'm probably the only guest at the entire resort, <laughs> um, but they have, you know, bars on site, like, and the, the bar was open at least. So I was able to go to that and like the town is just like super cute. It's got like all these little boutiques and I actually had set up to get like a massage and a manicure when I was there. So like I did that nice. and again, so- was able to feel like super confident because this town is literally known as like a gay Mecca. Right. So (laughs) just having that kind of like understanding that like 
I'm not anything they haven't seen before. <laughs> um, right. You're not no Bigfoot that you're like, who the hell is this person? Right. <laughs> so, you know, that was a great experience. And even though I was like the only guest at the resort, like all the locals, you know, went to the bar. And so I honestly was able to like, just have a really good time and, you know, meet some people and just have like kind of a night as Kelly. So that was a really fun weekend. And then, the last real girlcation I had taken, I shouldn't say the last, but it was the last like weekend type thing. So there's a group called TG Detroit, TG Detroit, and they put on like invasions. So basically, like mm-hmm. girls, anybody under the transgender umbrella, basically, but primarily trans women all kind of congregate in Detroit and they stay, you know, they'll book up like a block of hotel rooms, arrange to go to like the casinos and go out to dinner. And, you know, I had kind of seen this group and followed this group for a little bit, obviously just trying to find whatever you can online about cross-dressing. And finally it was like, you know what? I want to go to this. It was actually over my birthday weekend. So I went and again, just like a complete blast, like, all sorts of cross-dressers, girls that have fully transitioned, like everybody on, on the spectrum kind of. And we literally go, like we get like a party bus and we go to the MGM casino and there's like literally like 40 of us <laughs> that kind of march into the casino. And uh, just, again, like a really fun time, was able to like meet a lot of people. But that was really the last time it was like, I kind of set out to to do something like that. Cause really not long after that was when my ex had moved out and I had my own place. And then from that point it was, there wasn't really the need to do that anymore. <laughs> right. Because it was like, wait, I can, it, instead of a staycation, it's like, I can, I pretty much have access to do this whenever I want. Although just telling those stories, I'm kind of like, I kind of wanted to, I, I need a girlcation again. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so many things you brought up there, which again, thank you. Cause I don't even have to ask you the questions, girl. You're already like, I need to talk about this. I need to talk. Like, yes, yes. Get to it. Girl. Yes. My biggest question. And I think maybe the listener who's like unsure of themselves, cause it seems like you are super public about being Kelly, which is like the number one, probably biggest obstacle for the coming out cross-dresser, transgender person, you name it is where did you get this confidence from and what what did what threshold or what did it take for you to overcome that to become this public persona? Well, what what did that take? And if you can even describe it or kind of explain what it is, I'm sure that would help the Cross Yas listener. And that was the end of part one of my Curious Convo with Kelly Mason. Stay tuned for next Saturday where you'll learn what it took for Kelly to gain her confidence. And finally, the miscellany. Yeah! And that was part one of my curious conversation with Kelly Mason, where in this episode, you learned a little bit about Kelly and her cross-dressing story. She talked about girlcations, she talked a little bit about her girlfriend and her ex-wife, and even how important it is to have some independence to help you find yourself. I hope you enjoyed this first of two parts of my curious conversation with Kelly Mason. I'll be back on Wednesday with another episode and next Saturday, February 13th. There, we'll have part two of Kelly's conversation with me. And next Sunday will be Valentine's Day, February 14th, where I'll release the episode that I do with Kirsten, where we talk all about our wedding. So I hope you come back for those episodes. I also hope you enjoy the rest of your week. 
and hope you guys also know we still have a question of the month for the love month of February and that is who was your first crush and what was it that made you fall in love with them so much? You can email me your answer giselle at crossyaspodcast.com. You can DM me on Instagram at crossyaspodcast or make it real easy and head over to our Discord which can be found on our website www.crossyaspodcast and tell me your answer. Also, if you guys still want to support us, we totally welcome it. You can support us on Patreon, which will get you also bonus content by going to our crossyaspodcast.com website, or you can go directly to our Patreon, which is where you can support us, and that's patreon.com forward slash crossyas. That's C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S. But that's all for this episode. Please know that I love you guys all so much, and it's you that really keeps me motivated and wanting to keep doing good stuff out here on, these, on the podcast. And that's it. As always, guys, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more. Thank you.